Happy Monday. Um, a short week for some, a 4th of July weekend coming up next week. Some people are on vacay this week, some people next, taking advantage of that Monday holiday. But we are here live with you and hope that you'll be with us today, no matter where you are, at work, in the car, you know, at the desk, in the office, or even uh, sitting by the pool, sipping Mai Tais somewhere. Now, in this hour, we have a great guest rejoining us. His name is Scott M. Paul, and I'm sure you remember Scott. He's president of the Alliance for American Manufacturing. The AAM is a partnership established by some of America's leading manufacturers and the United Steelworkers Union. And for years now, Scott and the AAM have worked to make American manufacturing a top-of-mind issue for voters and our national leaders. And they've done this through effective advocacy, innovative research, and a savvy PR strategy. And it's been working. A lot of people have changed their tune over the years, uh, but Scott is not one of those. Uh, Scott, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us, and welcome back. Leslie, great to be with you. That Mai Tai sounds pretty tempting right now. If I could only send you one through the microphone. <laughs> you know what I think it is? That umbrella, you know, that little umbrella gets stuck <laughs> through the airwaves. Um, tomorrow, Walmart, which some people go when they hear, uh, kick off its annual U.S. Manufacturing Summit in Arkansas, and that's tomorrow, and highlighting progress that they made in its 10-year commitment to purchase $250 billion in American-made goods. Now, before we talk about tomorrow, let's talk about their, um, their, their pledge. Um, th- this is a 10-year pledge, right? And for people who aren't familiar with this, Scott, could you get them reacquainted with the info? Sure. Well, about um, a little over three years ago, uh, Walmart uh, embarked on a Made in America initiative. And I assume people know that Walmart is – you know, the the world's largest retailer um, and is stocked to the hilt with made in China goods, um, uh, particularly toys and electronics. So the pledge came as a surprise to a lot of people. Um, And uh, in the pledge, Walmart said it would uh, purchase $250 billion more in American-made products over the next 10 years, uh, would invest in Ten million dollars in grants for uh, Made in America manufacturers would host an annual summit that would bring together uh, its buyers, potential suppliers, um, uh, political leaders to talk about Made in America, uh, and has invested a lot of money in the publicity for this campaign because, as we've discussed before, Leslie, people love Made in America, Um, and Walmart probably doesn't have that reputation now. Although in the early 80s, uh, Sam Walton, one of the founders, uh, professed a belief in Made in America, but but uh, his company, you know, proceeded to force uh, its suppliers uh, into sourcing from overseas, first Asia and then to China, you know, the rest of Asia, then to China, uh, because it wanted impossibly low prices uh, for, for for the goods, and and it left all the makers and the hardware makers no choice but to but to move their production to China. So <clears throat> Walmart was responsible for a lot of this uh, job loss as well. Uh, and so it is. Uh, I, I think it's the the the, the third uh, annual supplier summit that that uh, ma- that uh, Walmart is having uh, tomorrow uh, to, uh, to to talk about its progress to date. Uh, and to promote this idea that it is a made-in-America retailer. 
And let's talk about the specifics with this. There's so much, so much information. And um, I think especially in light of the political climate, you know, some people say make America great again. And, you know, there are products being made in America that more Americans need to be buying. And Walmart is in a position to do uh, just that. Um, Walmart CEO Bill Simon announced that the company plans to buy that uh, additional $50 billion in U.S.-made products over the next 10 years. Uh, and, and you said, quote, Scott, if Walmart's Made in America announcement is real, it's a game changer. And I want to talk about a few things. One, if the company's plans to buy an additional $50 billion in U.S.-made products over the next 10 years – uh, not only is real, it also suggests that there are goods that you could spend $50 billion buying. In other words, there's perhaps a lot more U.S.-made product than American consumers might know from from shopping at a place like Walmart. Yeah, I mean, the huge the, the, the scale of Walmart is huge. So anything they do uh, has a, a tremendous impact, and whether it's the wages they pay to worker workers or – their sourcing practices, or I'll give one reasonably good example, the, the shift to more energy-efficient light bulbs. I mean, you know, Walmart immediately became, when it started stocking those compact fluorescent light bulbs, uh, one of the largest energy efficiency providers in the world because of its scale. And so if, if it's uh, serious about a program like this, it's going to make a difference, but uh, based on the evidence I've seen so far and, and the way in which they're counting this pledge uh, through kind of gimmicks, uh, I, I'm not persuaded uh, that, it's a, that it's a real Made in America effort uh, uh, just yet. And I wanted to point that out. So you're reading my mind there, Scott. Great minds think alike. Um, you said if Walmart's Made in America announcement is real, it's a game changer. Um, why Why are you hesitant to believe their claim or their pledge? Yeah, well, I mean, I think most people know that uh, you, you associate Walmart with uh, a lot of products that are made in China. So, so there's that. But, but then – you get into the details, which we did, uh, and started exploring the specifics of Walmart's pledge and, you know, and, and looking at some of the gimmicks. And so, you know, when you walk into a Walmart store, you're not only looking at consumer electronics or toys, but people buy groceries or people buy garden products. And so right away, Walmart says, ah, we're going to count eggs and milk and bread, uh, and we're going to also count, like, garden mulch as made-in-America products. Uh, and so that's kind of a head-scratcher because it's Walmart wouldn't get those products from anywhere else. You're going to get your milk locally. You're going to get your eggs locally. You're not going to outsource those uh, to, to China. Uh, and you're going to get your golden, garden mulch uh, locally as well. And so um, when you're looking at uh, increases in sales in those products, counting towards the pledge, then you start scratching your head and saying, well, uh, you know, since Walmart's, you know, product mix is about two-thirds groceries uh, on their sales, uh, they could accomplish this Made in America pledge just by selling more groceries. Uh, and, and so how uh-huh. real is this commitment to American manufacturing? 
uh, and uh, to increasing their supplier base in the United States. And I think that's still an open question based on what I've seen in the last three years of this program. Yeah, is that money going to be spread around or just put into goods they already have on the shelves, like you said, that are already made locally? You know, people are not going to ship eggs, <laughs> is a good example, uh, you know, from uh, China uh, to here. I think a lot of people be uncomfortable buying eggs from China and then just think about, you know, how many would break uh, on, on route. Um, looking at Walmart, if in fact they were able to really be honest with this pledge. You say it's a game changer, and it's a game changer for a number of reasons, because one, it would help American manufacturing. It would help goods that are you know, designed here, that are made here, that are produced here. But it also could prompt other retailers to follow suit, right? And uh, then they would say, hey, we want you know, to get and purchase more American-made products just like Walmart does because they're number one. I mean, Walmart is a market leader. Um, it obviously faces very stiff online competition from Amazon. Uh, but in the retail space, uh, it, it tends to be the trendsetter um, for better or for worse. Uh, and so uh, if, if the commitment was a serious one, um, then I think that other retailers uh, could be compelled to do the same thing, and we're obviously talking about Walmart because it's the company that's made this pledge. It's the right. largest retailer. There's lots of other retailers out 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 there who outsource. Walmart's not the only one, and so I don't want to single it out. But it is unique uh, in trying to uh, cash in on uh, the positive public relations that it could get from a Made in America program. You have said with me here in this program, I've seen things that you've written, seen things on the AAM website and also in other interviews, that consumers want more made-in-USA choices. Um, A couple of things here. First, it can be very profitable for a Walmart or any other retailer to speak to the whims of the consumer, um, you know, obviously, who keep their businesses alive. But also talk to me about why consumers want, I know what I, why I want more made-in-America choices, but why do consumers want more made-in-America choices? Yeah, it's for a lot of different reasons. Um, there's the idea that it's patriotic purchasing. There's uh, quality, uh, people, and consumer safety. People, you you just pointed out eggs coming from China. I mean, I think that you know, for consumer safety, for quality, uh, people associate Made in America with those ideals. It's a conversation piece. It's a surprise. It's a commitment to your fellow workers or your fellow businesses. I mean, there. I think there's a a lot of reasons why people are interested in making Made in America purchases, uh, and they would like to do that. And even Walmart acknowledges that among its customer base, uh, which, is, which is kind of middle America, right, uh, that you know, price is a driving factor for, for all of their customers. Uh, but second to that, uh, they say their customers are interested in Made in America products. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with our guest, and we want to be back with you. Do you have questions? First of all, do you look for made in America? Do you, you know, how do you feel when you see something made in China? Be honest. Are you buying more made in America goods? Do you feel guilty with us talking about this today? And what do you think of Walmart kicking off its annual U.S. Manufacturing Summit in Arkansas tomorrow? They say they're making a 10-year commitment to purchase $250 billion in American-made goods. Do you buy it? 
Or do you think they're spreading the money around and goods they already have that are made here that, in a sense, geographically, they don't have much of a choice? Mulch or some of the food items like eggs? Pick up the phone to join us. 8886-LESLIE, 8886-537-543. Questions, comments, and more for our guest, president of the AAM, the American, the Alliance for American Manufacturing, Scott and Paul. Back with you, back with him right after this. By the way, follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall. I'll share your tweets and follow Scott at Scott Paul AAM during the website, during the website, during the break. Check out their website, AmericanManufacturing.org. It is Monday. We'll be back. We are back on this Monday. We are talking to one of my favorite guests, Fashaw. And that is Scott and Paul for show. I'm not doing it right, right? Uh, Scott and Paul, president of the Alliance for American Manufacturing. And like I said, uh, during the break, check out their website, AmericanManufacturing.org. And Scott can be followed on Twitter, at Scott Paul AAM. Tweet me, at Leslie Marshall. We'll incorporate those throughout the hour. The hour goes by fast. And call us at 888-6LESLIE. 888-653-7543 uh, is uh, the number. Um, this pledge does include some specifics, though, Scott, doesn't it? Um, higher ticket items, appliances, uh, apparel, not just current paper goods and vegetables that already are made in the United States. So like you said, the jury's still out. We have to see. Um, but how easy is it to find some of those goods like appliances um, made in the United States? Certainly apparel, lots of apparel is. You're right. Uh, I think the question is, you know, for the price point for a Walmart customer uh, are there going to be a lot of options there, or is, you know, how much shelf space is, is Walmart going to give uh, to these products? Uh, because that, that's also a very valuable commodity in Walmart stores. And, you know, what I've seen so far is that Walmart will find a specific supplier for something like candles or towels. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll make a big splash in the community uh, about adding a few jobs. Uh, but the challenge, Leslie, is that uh, – and there have been these success stories. And, I, again, I am happy that there are people that have jobs as a result of this pledge. But, but the challenge for me is that at the same time – Walmart is not decreasing its imports from China. Right. It's actually increasing its imports from China. And, and a company that says it's for made in America, to me, should not be increasing its imports from China. It should be looking for ways uh, to change the game like they did with compact fluorescent light bulbs uh, or other types of, of products or commitments that they have made. You gave so much information and stats, which normally bore me, but this does not because these are fascinating. Um, the total amount of money spent at Walmart every hour of every day, 365 a year, is $36 million. However, hold on, folks. The total amount of profit Walmart makes, Lord help me, every minute. $34,880. For people that cringe over what people make per episode or what athletes make, you can't even touch that. Um, they have over 2 million employees, and you just spoke to that, Scott, that you don't want you know people to lose uh, their jobs. They have over 4,000 stores, and um, 90%, 90% of Americans live within 15 minutes of Walmart, and I have to say, you're right, Scott, it's about with L.A. traffic more like 25, but uh, 15 minutes of Walmart, I could uh, do that as well. And that they have $405 billion in annual sales. Um, they even have 27 brands, and I want to get to that in a minute. Can you tell, so people understand, because you, you said they didn't stop the outsourcing 
excuse me, the, uh, ins- the insourcing from China uh, of the manufactured goods that are outsourced by China. What percent of Walmart suppliers are located in China? Uh, in terms of a percentage, it's enormous, and I know. Oh, I have it in front of me. I'm sorry. I thought you um, can. I can I tell? I mean, I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. Eighty percent. Eighty percent. Eighty. Eight zero. I mean, there's obviously much more room for American manufacturing goods, and in addition to that, there's a huge amount of room where they need to improve with regard to their suppliers that are located in China manufacturing goods. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about these stats with Scott. We're going to talk about these with you. We see people holding. Hang on. We'll get to your calls right after this. And if you want to tweet us, at Leslie Marshall, follow me there, like I said, and uh, also follow Scott. At Scott Paul AAM. Back with him, back with you right after this. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. We welcome back after the break Scott and Paul, president of the Alliance for American Manufacturing. And uh, Scott and I were talking about Walmart kicking off its annual U.S. Manufacturing Summit in Arkansas tomorrow. They're highlighting progress in its 10-year commitment to purchase $250 billion in American-made goods. Scott, thanks for holding. Welcome back. Um, before the break, we were talking about some stats, which are alarming, uh, that they um, make about almost 35000 a minute in profit. Every hour people spend as consumers, um, every hour, this is not even a day, every hour, think about the amount of money, $36 million. Um, and the percent of Walmart suppliers located in China, though, are 80%. Does this pledge put a dent in that? Do you hope to see this percentage decrease, and do you believe it will in the future with regard to the Walmart suppliers located in China, Scott? I I wish that it would, but you just, Leslie, demonstrated the scale of of Walmart's import machine, which is really unsurpassed around the world. I mean, Walmart imports – into the U.S. More than, a, more than a lot of countries have in trade every year. It's just, it's a stunning volume. And so if Walmart were serious about this again, I think it would be scaling back those imports from China. Uh, instead, uh, since Walmart made the pledge, it's actually shipped more containers over mm. from China to the United States year upon year upon year. And, well, so well, and why doesn't – I know that you guys like you, Scott, and the AAM hold Walmart accountable and will point your finger and go, wait, 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 you've made this pledge, but you're doing more with China. Why, you know, why aren't they reporting that more um, in the media? Why, why aren't more people out there um, not just educating consumers like yourself and the AAM – and us here on, on our show, but you know, why, why aren't more Americans a aware of this and b more people um, putting a magnifying glass or spotlight on this issue and pointing it right at Walmart? Yeah, that, I mean that that that's an unanswered question, Leslie. I think that for some, you know, having this this idea of a good news story, and Walmart is very aggressive about pushing these connections that they make with American suppliers locally. And so it's a good thing. Like if you are a supplier and you're in Northern California and you're making ice cream for the local Walmart stores, hey, you know, that, that's a good thing. And so that's a, that, that, that's a local impact. Um, but, and I think there's a lot of room for criticism for Walmart in a variety of spheres. And, I, you know, the, the working conditions – the relationship with labor unions, uh, that has been tremendously well-documented. 
but, but I think, again, there is a subset of Americans who care very deeply about the label and where things are made. And I know you're among them. I'm certainly among them. Yep. I, I don't know that, that all of us uh, are like that. Um, and, uh, you know, and I think also, you know, Walmart, it, look, it's a big company. It has a lot of influence. Uh, it buys a lot of ads. Uh, and it, it, it doesn't like being pushed around either. And so I think Walmart wants to tell its story. Uh, but one of the things we're trying to do is say, hey, you know, th- it is good to have a Made in America program. Now, let's make it real, because that way it will have a real job impact. And, you know, if it was ranked as a world economy, Walmart would come in 19th. (laughs) That's a company. You know, that's a company. Let's take some calls. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. We have a couple. Rick and Eugene, Oregon, uh, dropped. Give us a buzz back, Rick. We know how those cell phones can be. Let's go to Timothy in Vermont, Line 3, listening on TuneIn. Timothy, thank you for joining us. You as a consumer have a personal uh, personal story you want to share. Indeed. Uh, 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 hello, by the way, Leslie, and uh, and your guest as well. Uh, okay, I bought a, uh, and I'm going to read this verbatim, 34-piece Impact Ready uh, Impact Driver Accessory Kit made by DeWalt. So I was reading the back of it today, and, uh, and here's where it was made and how it was uh, overall composed. Uh, Made in China and Taiwan. So, the bits themselves were made in China. The case was made in Taiwan. And then, it says, assembled and packed in the Philippines. Now, I'm not a captain of industry, mind you, but to me, that seems like a major logistical pain in the butt, for one thing. I, I, okay, and, and for the other? And, uh, and then, uh, you know, I'm in that same Ace Hardware store today, and they sell Craftsman products, Sears Craftsman. Now, I don't know how much uh, wrench turning you've done in your life, but the brand Craftsman has always been a trusted American brand. But I'm looking at the packaging, and all the Craftsman tools now are made in China as well. Furthermore, my brother-in-law builds bridges, and he uses lots of steel, big, big pieces of steel. And guess where the steel's made? China. And it's just like, oi vey, what is up with this? Okay, you bring, you bring up so. Yeah, thank you very much, Jim. There, Vermont, you bring up some very good points. Scott, I want you to jump in because you know I've talked about this before, even with cars, and we're going to talk about cars. How made in America is your car? Um, you know, sometimes somebody will say, "Oh, well, my car was, you know, uh, made in America, but it might have been parts of it were manufactured in America, but the parts may not come from America." Like I know Toyota has some plants in Kentucky, as an example. Can you speak to his point? Because as consumers, this is a good one. Um, assembled in America doesn't necessarily mean made in America. And does made in America always mean made in America? Right. I think that's a really good point um, because, you know, there are global supply chains and they exist for almost every product. So having a 100% domestically sourced product is possible, but, but you know, in, in, it's not likely. Uh, and I love the DeWalt example because um, 
it shows how global some of these supply chains are. And I'd be quick to point out that it was Walmart uh, and other retailers in the 1980s that said to these power tool makers and other sorts of tool makers that here is what we're willing to pay you uh, for your product to stock it in our store. And these companies said, we can't do it in the United States at that price. In fact, we can't even get the raw materials for that price. And then Walmart said, well, you're going to have to make it in China, or we'll find another supplier. And so all of these companies, DeWalt, Craftsman, all of them, uh, they offshored most of their production uh, to, uh, to, to countries in Asia, uh, to, to Mexico, uh, and to China. And so today they might have, like DeWalt does have uh, a line that is assembled in the United States, but it's kind of higher end. It's not widely available. Um, but, yeah, most of it uh, is, in fact, uh, made overseas. Uh, Walmart does, I know, I think supplies snap-on tools, some of which are made in the United States. Uh, you know, channel lock tools uh, are made by our good friends at the United Steelworkers, and those are not power tools, but those are sourced in the United States. But they're the oddity. Almost all of this was shifted overseas, and that was a direct result of Walmart sourcing policies in the 1980s and the 1990s at the very same time as Sam Walton and the rest of the Walmart founders were wrapping themselves in the flag and talking about it as an American company. And so, yeah, you have to look at the label. You have to delve into this uh, to understand. And that same power that Walmart had to send those jobs overseas could also bring them back. Uh, but it hasn't gone to that step yet. I mean, it's, it's doing one-offs with some suppliers in the United States, but, but the scale of the effort uh, in no way matches the scale of Walmart's massive importing machine. And speaking of, by the way, Jet Moody's doing a great job for you guys uh, there. And uh, I, I, I want people to know, I've mentioned that Scott can be followed at Scott Paul AAM, but you want to follow Keep It Made in USA. Um, that That's going to give you a lot of information. For example, Scott, you gave me information that I actually took and went and made a purchase. My husband thinks that aviator sunglasses are sexy. And uh, that, you know, that when I wear those, they're sexy. And somebody had left a pair of the cheap made-in-China type um, at my house after one of my kids' birthday parties, and my sunglasses broke. So what do you do? You ask everybody, did you lose a pair of glasses? Nobody claims them. You know, ownership is what, 99, possession is 99% of the law. So I started to wear them, although I have green eyes and the sun was too bright uh, from them. Um, I they, They bent out of shape within seconds, and I was thinking, oh, my God, I need new sunglasses. You know, if I'm going to spend a decent amount of money on a pair, let's find a pair made in America. Didn't Scott say there were aviator glasses made? So I looked up on your site, which, by the way, is very helpful, and um, I found them. I bought a pair, and I'm very excited because it's my 20th anniversary tomorrow, and I'm going on vacation this summer, my husband and I, sans children, and going to be wearing my very sexy made-in-America glasses. And let me tell you the difference, and I, I, I don't get paid by this company. They don't even advertise with us, although we should change that, right, Scott? Um, and, and But but, but seriously, the different I can't how do you explain the difference? Um, okay, first of all, they're sturdier but not heavier. And you know what I mean? They're not heavier on my face. Um, when I put them up in my head and I, I pull them off, it's not, you know, if a piece of hair gets caught, I haven't ruined them. Uh, the lenses are clearly just made better. I don't know the difference in materials, and they keep the light out, which is what you wear sunglasses for. 
Um, so at first glance, somebody may not be able to tell them apart just at a quick glance, but I have to tell you, there is a huge difference and you do get what you pay for because obviously I didn't pay anything for sunglasses left at my house, but I would venture to say by the, um, the, the, the how flimsy they are, they must've been very, very inexpensive. It's a, that is a great story. And it is a, yeah, I, I felt I wanted to wear aviator sunglasses because my my dad was was navigator in the air force and uh-huh. he wore them for real and i was like okay i'm gonna get a pair and they are i mean you may pay a little bit more for them i, I mean if, if you're comparing them to the ray-ban you're actually not going to pay that much more at all right right about the same and, and they're going to last uh, you know as long as you don't you know as long as you don't forget them somewhere they're going to be with you uh and, and i think that's that's a that's great pivot to talk about like the quality and the pricing is that everybody likes a bargain but you know you're going to get what you pay for if you pay four bucks for a t-shirt it's going to fall apart after four or five washings oh let me tell you one one wash one wash we've all been on those trips where you know you buy the i got you know my my parents went to uh my grandparents went to Europe, and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. And it is lousy because it's made in China. You put it in the wash, and like you said, it, maybe you get a couple uh, of wears after washing, but no way. I mean, it not only falls apart, everything that's on it falls off. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with our guest, Scott Paul. He is president of the Alliance for American Manufacturing. Just one more segment for you to call us. When we come back, we'll continue to talk about Walmart's pledge. But what we're going to do is talk about how American your products are, and let's talk specifically about American, because I know there are a lot of you out there that might say, well, Leslie, I buy American whenever I can. I drive an American-made car. Well, how American-made is your car? We're going to talk about that and more with our guest, Scott Paul. Follow him on Twitter, at Scott Paul AAM. And like I said, you also have to follow Keep It Made in USA. That's Keep It Made in USA. And also, like I said, Follow Scott at Scott Paul AAM. The website is AmericanManufacturing.org. Check out those aviators. I'm not kidding. Like I said, they don't advertise to me. I don't get paid for that. They weren't a gift. I bought them. And um, it was uh, it was a purchase that I'm very happy with. I think you will be, too. Go to the website, AmericanManufacturing.org. We'll be back right after this. He's with us. Scott Paul, president of the Alliance for American Manufacturing. Scott, I kid you not, I didn't even know. Do you know what today is? You got to tell me. National Sunglasses Day. <laughs> I'm not joking. My producers just went, oh, my God, just what we just saw on Twitter. I'm like, well, I didn't even know. Did you know? <laughs> I had no idea, but it sounds like a good, good day for folks to pick up some Made in America sunglasses. And, and so, so folks understand, Scott, is there only one company that makes and manufactures the sunglasses? I know that you talk about one on your site. Did you want to share that? Um, yeah, well, there's... There, I think there's a couple sources that folks can go to. I mean, Randolph Engineered is the is the brand that they make them for both the military and uh, and consumer use. But there's also a company called Chiron uh, that can make uh, that can make uh, sunglasses. Um, they can do them retro style and aviator in a number of other ways. Uh, and so there are choices out there uh, for folks um, if if they're looking for aviators. Yeah, I got mine from Randolph. So I just wanted to point that out. I, I didn't even know that. Let's talk about one more thing with Walmart before we compare or talk about how made in America your or my or anyone's car is that thinks they're driving an American made in America vehicle. Um, 
regarding Walmart and this commitment, if in fact they do what they say, they put their, their money where their mouth is, and that's in the United States, not China, um, that could create up to a million new jobs here in the United States for Americans, correct? Or am I exaggerating that number? Well, if they, I mean, I think that that's true if it was, if it was a new $250 billion purchase of manufactured goods that were all, uh, you know, all made, all the parts uh, and, and final assembly done in the United States, it, it is indeed quite possible that that could be the case. But I know some reporters have looked into the progress that Walmart has made so far, and and which is, by the way, not very transparent. Okay, it's it's hard to, to actually find out what they've done, and they've come to the conclusion that maybe over the course of the three years, the the Walmart program has added, you know, four or five thousand jobs that they can count, um, and at the same time, that's not even factoring in the increased imports that Walmart. Uh, is uh, is bringing in from China and any of the actual or potential jobs that those imports uh, may have displaced. Uh, so they, they have a long, long way to go. And under the current construct of the program, I don't think there's any possible way that they could reach it. It has to be a real program. Okay, let's talk about that. How made in America is uh, your car, my car, or anybody out there? Do you, do you think, first of all, most people who are consumers and buy something like we talked about earlier, made in America, like that guy who buy the to- bought the tools, Timothy, who called from Vermont, um, when you buy a car especially, you expect that car to truly be made in America, but it is not all the time, or at least not 100% of that vehicle, correct? That is absolutely true, and I know, you know, uh, when Chrysler was doing its imported from Detroit Super Bowl ads, it ran into a little trouble a few years ago because one of the cars they showed was actually made in Canada <laughs> instead of instead of uh, Detroit. So, so, so this happens even to the best of them. Uh, but there are guides that are available to consumers uh, that can tell you, you know, exactly kind of how American uh, your, your automobile purchase is. Uh, and American University, uh, the business school there, has put together a, uh, a, a whole database of more than 300 automobiles, uh, and they, they run through all of them, and they rank them from first to last. In terms of their American content, not only their parts, but where's the research done, where's the transmission put in, where's the engine put in. I mean, all of this is factored in uh, to come in to, to, to come up with the formula, uh, and so everybody can see how you know how American their purchase is, even if they've bought a Honda or a Toyota. Uh, and they strive to be, you know, to have more American content, the cars that they can buy to help them get there. 65% approximately are produced in the United States this past year, 2015. That sounds like a good number. Um, and, and auto industry, it's certainly a high spot for American manufacturing sector. Um, but there are fewer sedans and SUVs being made in America, according to this index. That's a fourth year in a row. Um, why is that? Why, why these two types of vehicles? Sedans, uh, in particular, you're seeing more production shift to Mexico, and there's a there's an interesting reason for it. Uh, The the 
primary competition for sedans for the American makers are the Japanese car makers. And the Japanese car makers operate both with the support of the Japanese government. They have a closed market there. They don't have any competition in Japan. And uh, with, with uh, something we've talked about before, with, with a devalued currency, the yen, the, the government actively tries to bring it down. Ah. Uh, and so the Japanese makers are either able to put more features in their cars or take more profit out of them. And to offset that, some of the American makers have shifted their production to Mexico, where they can squeeze labor costs a little more. I don't think it's a good development for the auto industry, uh, but that's one of the things that's happening right now. Scott, you are always giving me so much information, and now you and I are both aware that we are hip enough to know it's National Sunglasses Day. Uh, Scott, thank you for joining us. You know, I love having you on, buddy. Have a great rest of the week and a happy 4th of July to you, the folks at AAM. And uh, like I said, follow Scott at Scott Paul AAM, and also be sure to follow Keep It Made in USA. And check out the website, AmericanManufacturing.org.